you're talking about something in conversation in passing and then all of a sudden, boom, it becomes a news story and you think, I was just talking about this the other day. That is so unusual. That's what happened over the weekend with this story. Uh, looked in the Globe and Mail and I said to my husband, oh, we were just talking about this, how there are a bunch of Canadian adults that are now seeking um, clinical advice to find out if they have uh, ADHD. Because they, the, you know, the pandemic has really um, punctuated some of the the need to get some structure and the lack of attention to detail that's been happening over the uh, the pandemic is dizzying to a lot of people. They're trying to cope with remote work and having a hard time with it. And I have always wondered about myself. I've never checked because I don't have a problem with focus. I just, I seem to be, I get bored easily. Mm-hmm. And I'm a curious person by nature, but I'm like, I, I think that's why I love doing what I do because it changes so quickly on a daily basis. There are new stories, there are new things to get excited about. And I love that, but I'm probably not alone. And cl- clinicians and ADHD uh, advocacy and organizations say that they are seeing a large influx of adults seeking an ADHD attention deficit hyperactivity disorder diagnosis because they would like to know if they have it so they can treat it. And it's up 25% since the pandemic began. I'm going to let you off the hook, Dave. I'm inviting in someone more qualified to talk about this. Dr. Barbara Venizzi is a professor at the Brain and Mind Institute with Western University. She joins the Kelly Contreras Show on 640 Toronto. Welcome to the program. Good to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. So what is attention deficit hyperactivity disorder exactly? So you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's really characterized by um, a deficit in your ability to sustain attention on a particular task. You're very distractible and sort of switching from task to task. Uh, It's hard to finish something that you start. Um, So it's essentially captured in the name, especially for for adults. It's um, especially that inattentive component. So, um, and like you described, it can really be thought of on a spectrum. So we all have those, you know, periods of inattentiveness and distractibility, and it's not necessarily clinical. Um, But as I'm sure you're going to talk about different environmental situations, like the pandemic can really exacerbate um, some of those symptoms and bring them forth. So is it a neuro neurodevelopmental disorder? Like, are you born with it? Could it be genetic? So the article that you're talking about in the Globe and Mail, there is a line that says that it is you know, heritable and it's genetic and anything that you think of can always be considered as both a genetic component and also influenced by your environment. So yes, there can be some people who are more susceptible to, you know, being diagnosed with ADHD, but it really depends on your environment. So if your environment throughout your entire life is very structured, you grow up in a very routinized family that gives you lots of support and nurturing, um, you can, you know, bypass the diagnosis altogether. But if there's a lot of life stressors that enter your life, like the pandemic, work, relationship stresses, you know, those symptoms can come to the surface. And yeah, you can be diagnosed with it. So it's always both environmental and genetic, but there are those that have a a predilection to, to be more susceptible to it. But it's not like you are set in stone to be diagnosed if you have a genetic predisposition. That's because it may never present. Exactly. It really, really depends on your environment. 
So ADHD, it's the, I was shocked at this. It's the most common mental health disorder identified in children. And it affects nearly 5% of people of all ages, but an estimated 90% of adults who have ADHD are undiagnosed. So mm-hmm. during the pandemic, as we talked about with, um, environment just now, during the pandemic, a lot of people struggled and they actually started to wonder if they were ADHD when mm-hmm. they had to transition to work remotely. So why do we do better in a structured environment if we're dealing with ADHD? Yeah, I mean, the transition was very abrupt, right? The structure, right, you you get up in the morning, you have a certain routine, you have breakfast, you do whatever, you get ready, you get your kids ready, whatever your structure is, and then you leave the house and you have a commute and then you have certain hours that you spend in the office or doing whatever, and then you leave and you're able to shut down at the end of the day your work. But at home, there's such a, a mishmash of, you know, what is work life, what is home life? And so that lack of structure and routine was ripped away from a lot of people. And that can, you know, create a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty. And those are the environmental stressors that really bring forth um, the ADHD manifestations that you see with inattentiveness and, um, you know, really an inability to focus and and do well at the task that you want to do well at. And that's really discomforting, right? That creates a lot of dissonance in people. And it's what's leading people to think about whether they have an ADHD, you know, diagnosis mm-hmm. that they should be pursuing. It's interesting that you, you know, when we first started talking, you were talking about, uh, you know, inability to finish things that you started or inability to focus and easily distracted. Mm-hmm. And I think, gee, then I don't fit the spectrum because I'm one of those people that I have to get things done once I start them. Um, and I, I'm not easily distracted when I'm talking to somebody. I can focus on a conversation as long as I find it interesting enough. And I think that's most people. So um, a lot of people have been wrongly suspecting they have the disorder. What is a tip-off that you're probably not dealing with it? Yeah, that's a good question. Um so the the way that you're diagnosed, obviously, is you have to go to your family doctor and either your family doctor or maybe they will refer you out to a psychologist or psychiatrist to diagnose you. They go through a, a battery of questions and they ask you a variety of questions. But the, the main feature is, is whether it's really um, interfering with your daily life functioning. So if it's really interfering with your ability, like you said, to sustain meaningful conversations, to you know get your work done that you're expected to do, and if it's really putting you behind in you know diff- in different facets of your life, that's when you should probably go out and seek whether this is something that uh, you might need to get help with, either through different sort of um, talk-based therapy, maybe med- medicine is what's helpful for you, but it's really that component of is it really interfering with my life? And that, again, is such a personal question because I think we're really good at convincing ourselves that, oh, this is not such a big deal and I can get over this, you know, and if time passes and I just get maybe a little bit of help in this area, I'll be better. So it's just really important to emphasize that if you feel that, you know, you're struggling in any capacity, you know, don't martyr yourself, don't sweep things under the rug, pay attention to how you're feeling and, and go get help and talk to someone because, you know, you deserve to be able to focus and enjoy the things that you're doing and to sustain those healthy conversations and relationships. And really, that's the most important thing. I know that it was first identified in the in the 60s. Uh, it was hyperactive 
disorder, ADHD has come a long way. Our understanding has come a long way since then. And it became uh, formally named ADHD in 1987. We know that the treatments have evolved. Originally, it was put your kids on drugs. Now it's moved on a little bit, as you just mentioned. But boys were are more than twice as likely to be diagnosed with ADHD than girls. When we're talking about ADHD in adults, does it present different, differently uh, based on gender between men and women? Um, that's a good question. I don't know the specific statistics with adults. You write about um, in, in children and youth, boys are diagnosed uh, more more heavily. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest, but um, I think that the the different struggles and um, environmental dysfunctions, especially in the last two years, have really fallen on both male and female shoulders quite equally. So, um yeah, I w- my guess is, is that it's probably more evenly distributed, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm honestly, I'm not sure. Listen, uh, I respect that. If there's somebody listening right now, Dr. Fenisi, and they think, wait a minute, I might have uh, mm-hmm. ADHD and I, you know, would like to check it out so that I can, you know, find out strategies that will work for me to improve my life. Um, should they check in with the family doctor? Where do they start? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great place to start. Um, and like I, I really want to emphasize that ADHD is your your body and mind calling to you saying that there's something off. There's something, you know, in my environment that's a huge stressor and it's interfering with my ability to pay attention to the things that I want. And so it's really, it's actually a really wonderful signal for you. I know it doesn't feel like a good signal, but it's your body's way of calling attention to something. And I think that's really important. So, um, you know, it's just don't look at it as something negative that you're trying to treat. You're just look at it more compassionately as something that is really trying to draw your attention to areas of help that you might need. So go see your family doctor, have a conversation and, you know, explore different options. Go for multiple opinions. If, you know, if your family doctor might be very pharmaceutically driven and you don't feel like that's the right approach for you and you want to know more about sort of behavioral treatments that you can do for yourself and ways to manage your day, then go seek other opinions. Dr. Finisi, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much.